0: Welcome to today's episode of Big Beautiful Badasses. I have Andrea Powell with me today. Y'all, this woman is epic, like it says. She is an author. She is a fellow podcaster, which we're going to talk about that, uh, because y'all definitely got to check out her show. It's amazing. But she's also a friend. And, you know, we've built this friendship over the past year, really, because she was on season one. On multiple shows, I got her on season two. Guarantee she's going to be back for season three. She is a recurring guest in the show. I just love this lady. But we're going to get to that all in a minute. Y'all, you know how much I love my coffee. And if you like what I'm doing and you want to keep me going, please go over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash thisfatgirllife. Now, you can follow me there for free. There's no charge. And that's where I put a lot of some of the juicy stuff. And I got some juicy stuff coming up. So you definitely want to follow me over there. But if you become a paid member, $5 a month, that's cheaper than Starbucks, y'all. But you also get access to the guided journals that I've created at no charge. That is my gift to you. And there's going to be some other goodies coming up too. So buymeacoffee.com forward slash this fat girl life
1: hey andrea Hi, can't really how are you today i'm good how are you i am feeling fantabulous i want to thank you for giving me yet another chance to return and discuss some things with you and your people i'm really excited to be here today well i am thrilled to have you so just in
0: case nobody saw you last season tell everyone a little bit about yourself real
1: I feel like I'm in an interview when you say that Don't tell me about yourself. So um I am just a regular person like I I do a lot of stuff like okay so the podcast we are not so different And yes, I am an author with uh, devotions from the heart of an encourager. And I do a lot of stuff, but I think my main, like what I love, love is like people and like encouraging people. So that's like my wheelhouse. That's like my jam. Like even my podcast is surrounded about like, bring me those people that are, like, outcasts or don't fit in or don't think that they are. Bring me those mm-hmm. people. Let me love on them for a little bit. Um. So, yeah, it's, it's me. What you see is what you get. If you see me in the street, this is what you're going to get. If you see me in church, this is what you're going to get. This is me. <laughs> I love it.
0: <laughs> well, today we are talking about fat representation in the media or lack thereof and weight stigma and how the two really coincide the reason for this topic is i started watching some shows from back in the day realized how much those shows really kind of formed a lot of my thinking and i'm i'm not trying to like trash any shows but i just finished watching it's a different world love that show Love what? that show. In the 90, you know, 80s, 90s, that was my jam. I watched that every week. Love me some Dwayne Wayne. You know, not even going to lie. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Those flip-up glasses were it. Yes. But, you know, and I, I want to start on the positive. They tackled a lot of issues. Yeah. They talked about AIDS. They talked a lot about racism. They um talked about, you know, pregnancy, unplanned pregnancies. They they talked about a lot of issues. Here's some where some of my issues are. One, everything got wrapped up in a little bow by the end of an episode. That ain't real life.
1: They have 30 minutes to make it work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> in 30 minutes, you can find out you're not pregnant, and your life is great. Or you can find out the girl sitting right next to you got AIDS and everything's, you know. We are all going to love on her and that's it. That was the end of the episode. That's not real life. That's not how it works. But it's typical of sitcoms. So I'll digress. Watching six seasons, I saw three characters that would qualify as plus size, but we're talking like maybe a two One background character with no lines that was in two episodes. And that was in season five. Like, they didn't even bring this girl on until season five.
1: the end, right. You
0: know, that's when the show was in and they knew it was fading out. It was time to wrap it up. That's the only time they brought a fat body on. No lines in the background. Like if I wasn't looking for her, I never would have noticed her. That's my issue with the show, right there.
1: Mhm. Mhm.
0: Yes, it. I think the show needed to happen. Sure. You know, especially for Black community, because you know, just like fat women need to see, yep. you know, we need to see that representation. There were not a lot of shows at that time that had. Black females and black males as lead characters. Correct. And this whole show—that's what it was about. You didn't see hardly any white people in it, and it showed like such a positive aspect of it. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I—I I do know what I don't know. Okay. It tackled a lot of issues, you know, especially with the racism that black people
1: face. Certainly. I, correct? Correct, it was based at an HBCU, a historically black college university. So yeah, uh, and you're absolutely right because of the fact that there were not a whole lot of shows that like focused on people of color as the main character, main characters or leading roles, different different worlds was one of the shows that was ahead of its time. But I, I wholeheartedly understand the issue that you take with it, which is the lack of plus size. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And-
0: there was one main character who was there from, I think, season two to the end. Um, I can't think of what her last name was. Kim was her. I love it. Kim. I remember. <laughs> yes. You know, Kim was, you know, probably a 2X. And she had weight fluctuation. You know, there were times when she was a little bigger, a little smaller, but that was her general range. Mm-hmm. And I love that they did have her there. Which kind of was ahead of its time even then. Because most TV shows had that size 8 white blonde hair
1: girl. Yep.
0: And that's the only way I could describe it. I ain't trying to hate on nobody. But that's what it was. Right. You know, you had Tiffany Ambrose. You had, God, I can't even think of, you know, Alyssa Milano. People like that were the main characters on most shows. Mm-hmm. So to have her there, and I believe her, Charlene Watson Gibson, something of that nature. Her first name is Charlene. Charlene in real life. You know, so to have that character was ahead of its time, but it's still not enough. No. Even then, it wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. But they did. You know, I do like the fact that they had it. You know, a small plus size woman in the romantic relationships in the drama in all of
1: it. But my god. Can we even consider I mean and I I'm and then I'm about to I think open a can of worms when I say this. Can we even consider Kim a plus-size woman though? And yes, I know there are different levels of plus-size and I don't want to go into the whole well, cuz I don't I'm not trying to shame nobody. Whatever your size is, embrace it and love it, right? But it's like I want to see some woman with some some heft, can I say that? Yes,
0: yes. Can I say that? <laughs> you know, my husband and I were actually having this conversation before he went to work. And I commented because there's all these wonderful terms now for different sections within the fat community. Mm-hmm. My body, it qualifies as an fat. It's called what? Term. Infinite fat. Infinite fat. Yes. Okay. I hate that term. But it is what it is. Okay. The only person that I have seen on TV that has a body like mine, Chrissy Metz on This
1: Is Us. I don't watch the show, but I know who you're talking about. Um, I don't know what an Infinifact is. I'm going to have to Google it later. But... 5X them up. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, now I'm racking my brain to see if, oh, what was the young lady who named who played Precious?
0: Um, Gabry
1: Sabot. Yeah. So would she be considered?
0: She's right on that edge. Okay, okay. Um, I believe she is just a little bit smaller. I know she has lost some weight. Okay. Um, you know, and I'm, that's her choice. Good yeah. for you. you go girl, do you. And she, but she's very close to that line and she's an amazing actress. If y'all have not seen Precious, watch it. Mm-hmm. It is amazing. And, and even Monique was kind of bordering that line for a while.
1: Yeah, but she made it clear from, and that's one thing that I wanted to say, like um, anytime that I can think of, and your listeners feel free to correct me if I am mistaken, when there was a, a a character that was plus size that was introduced to the audience in a show or held a recurring spot. It was for comedic relief. When I think of Nell from Give Me a Break, we loved it. She was a plus size lady, but it was definitely comedy, right? Oh, yes. (laughs) And then um, there's a guy from um, Remember What's Happening Rerun, he would always run. Do- oh my he god, always- I know I forgot about him. Yes, but comedic relief. He was the comedy, right? Um, and I need, I know their mom on what's happened, their mom was a plus size woman, but you saw her so rarely, like so rarely did she grace the stage, and she was this tall, thick madame with ebony dark skin. And I'm like, Yes, but you would you would only see her ever mm-hmm. so often. So yeah, like when we did see them, it was more than not for for comedy's sake. They nine were, times out of ten, yeah,
0: nine times out of ten. Now they did have the show Roseanne. Okay, Roseanne Barr was plus size. Mm-hmm. John Goodman,
1: he was, was a big man. Size. He was yes. a big dude. but you know what? And not no diss against the man. Please don't come for me because I know how y'all like to tussle. But I feel like men get. They get it a little bit easier. It's more acceptable. Yeah. It's
0: more acceptable to see a large man than it is to see a large woman. Yeah. And it, it's been that way for as long as I can remember. Because you all, through history, you saw bigger men on his Perry Mason. Yep. That goes back to the days of Perry Mason. Yeah. When that was acceptable, you didn't have people bashing because of his size. He did have people bashing John Goodman.
1: Yeah, but he was also John Goodman was comedy.
0: He was. Roseanne did tackle some issues. Roseanne did, and he tackled some stuff on that. I'm going to give that man credit there. Yeah, but in his movies, yeah, he he was more than John Candy,
1: funny guy. Yeah, yep. But I and and once again, let me reiterate: I'm not taking, I'm not minimizing the struggle of the big man. Okay. First of all, I it love is y'all bring struggle? it. Love yes. a <laughs> bring me the beard and the bellies. Love them, okay? Mm-hmm. I don't want to minimize that. Not saying that you guys haven't like faced any kind of like oppression or aggression or anything like that. But I do believe that I don't know, I just feel like it's harder on us women, man. You can't be <laughs> a certain size. And even as we t- spoke on just a little bit earlier, even in the plus size community, it's like We've begun to um, there's a lot of hate. Segregate. Yeah, segregate ourselves like dang, like can, where 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 do, <laughs> like, yeah. where do I fit
0: in? there there is a lot of body shaming within the plus size community. Yeah, and you, I see this you know, on TikTok, in the fashion industry all over. Yeah, you have these creators that you know think they're doing a good thing because oh, I go up to a chouette. Well, guess what? You just left out a whole bunch of people. Yeah. And actually, I saw a live on Instagram this morning. Saucy West was talking about it. I love that girl. Oh, love me some Saucy West. Uh-huh. I don't know if you follow her. I highly recommend. If you are plus size, follow this woman. She has really, like, grabbed the reins with the fight for inclusivity for bigger bodies. I give her props. But she was talking about that because she watched a thing on TikTok where this white female was talking about how she partnered with this other group, you know. And I didn't watch all of it. So I'm I'm paraphrasing what I remember of it. But she partnered with a fashion brand. They created the other stuff, and it only goes up to like a very small size. And it's not even sizing accurate. Like Mm. their 2X fits a
1: extra large.
0: That's not
1: accurate. That's frustrating.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> That's a whole nother can of worms.
1: Right.
0: But she was like, you know, what are you doing for the fat community? Blah, blah. Girl. Like, I wanted to reach through my computer and choke. <laughs> and I my girl, Saucy was went off. Like she was legitimately angry, and I, it was righteous anger. Don't tell some of us that we're, you know, and that's where that segregation is. Of, you know, I'm doing this for the for the plus size community, but this is where it stops. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you have, you know, women in the bigger bodies that are saying, you know, we're still here. See us, hear us, and that's where a lot of that weight's Stigma comes in because it, it's perpetuated by social media, by television, by movies, by music, because even in the music industry, you had Mama Cass. She was a big girl. She was back in, what, 60s, 70s? The Mamas and the Papas? You know, that, that's in the 70s. That's I don't remember it. And correct me if I'm wrong. I'm working off memory. I got COVID brain. It's a real thing. You know, I'm still recovering from that. And I'm old. (laughs) I'm over 45. Memory's gone. But I don't remember anybody really in the 80s that would be considered plus size for music.
1: Well, if they were, they were not front line. Like the lady who did, um, oh, I just saw an article. She sang like one of the, the Everybody Dance Now. Everybody knows that song.
0: Yep, I was about to talk about that.
1: Yes. Oh, EMC <laughs> Music Factory. Is yeah. Yes, and they never gave her props. She, didn't, she wasn't the one. They had this skinny, I don't want to say skinny like it's a bad thing, they had a slender African-American model and I say model because she was not a singer, so she was lip singing the words to everybody dancing. Mm-hmm. Everybody thought, ooh, "Ooh, that's her." Meanwhile, no, 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 it was a a plus size woman that was blowing.
0: And had that just became myself.
1: public within the last five years mm-hmm. that
0: that actually happened. Yeah, because nobody knew about that when CNC Music Factory, it, you know, was out there in public. Mm-hmm. You had those skinny models, yep. and that's she was a model. She actually was. Okay. model but they had her performing in the concerts in the videos yep. lip syncing the music that a fat black woman did yep. and that woman's voice was amazing but you you, you didn't have anybody that was really frontline in the pop culture scene now in other styles of music in more of the gospel style, you know, even Christian music, it's more acceptable, mm-hmm.
1: should be bigger. Well, I mean, cause then you, and not to be like a jerk or whatever, <laughs> but how you gonna be in church, like <laughs> shaming somebody? That's like the whole purpose of like- but you know what oh, happens. Oh, it does. Don't get it twisted. I feel <laughs> it does, but it's like, you do it at the risk of your own peril of of your own reputation or whatever. So I I guess I can see why in that area it would be more acceptable because it's like, you're supposed to tell people, come as you are, but if you fat, don't you come. Right? you (laughs) you fat, you in the back. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, but I, I totally get what you mean about that type of thing. Lack of representation. Uh, leading to the stigma or the mindset of even how you think because when you did tell me about the whole how you went back and and watched like different world and didn't see you know the representation I'm like you know what like it's true and how I was saying earlier about the whole when you did see them it was for the comedy relief Mm -hmm. and I don't know now I'm thinking about like how like I grew up and like I didn't really get picked on like for being plus size. I've been big all my life. And I don't know if it's because I had brothers whose names preceded me, (laughs) or it's just like, I didn't care. But I I, I never really got picked on for being a big girl. But I do often find myself being like the comedy relief in circles. I remember myself being the the funny one like you have to have something right like if you're big then you need like something else like i know i'm adorable <laughs> but like looks will totally take you so far but uh yeah i the more i think about it the more i'm like wow like it and really she, does have a hand in how this performed.
0: mine was the opposite i grew up in a small community and yes we're all adults now things have changed love a lot of the people that, you know, I went to school with, but I was the Broncos Drinks. I, you know, it, I wasn't accepted as one of the popular kids, you know, and so I remember that happening. And, you know, I, there was one guy, he went to a neighboring school. Oh, and I'm, I'm not going to say his name. I will not put him out there like that okay but if he ever listens to this he's gonna know who he is you know who you are yes you know who you are he was a senior i was a junior and i remember i can't believe i'm gonna say this publicly but his joke was about my body saying you could slap a wave and ride I remember going home and crying. Like, I wouldn't cry in front of them. I would not give them that satisfaction. But I remember that. And this is 30-plus years later. And I still remember that comment. And this was from a big dude. He was not small. And so that's where that fat shaming comes in, even in the fat community.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He was probably projecting and I'm not making excuses for him. Whoever you are, you know who you are, but he was probably projecting because he know that was what he was dealing with himself. And they'll do anything to get themselves out of that spot. Like take, take the light off of me and put it on anyone else. And in this case, it was you. And that sucks. I don't think people realize the weight of their words. Once those things are out there, you can't take them back. Exactly.
0: And you don't know how long that is going to stick with somebody. Mm -hmm. And like I said, it, this was 30 plus years i still remember the comment now do i cry about that comment nowadays no right because you know what i know what i'm worth i love my body and i am here taking up space and if you don't like the space that i take up screw it i don't care anymore but at the age of 17 16 17 Yeah. That killed me.
1: Wow. That killed me. Yeah, that's and and it, it 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 tugs at my heartstrings to know that, um, what they say, youth is is wasted on the young or something like that. Like when you're little and you're not thinking about, you know, the words that have repercussions that could damage people, their spirit, their mental, whatever. You know what I'm saying? You're young, so you don't know, and then but sometimes you have an old fool, nothing worse than an old fool. So, in your late years, and you still using your words to harm, like it, 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 it frosts my cookies. <laughs> uh
0: huh. No, I, I get you, yeah, I get you. You know, even you know, as an adult, I'm 46 years old, I still hear comments every once in a while,
1: mm-hmm.
0: usually, it's from like. Those really, and I'm I'm not trying to call out any age groups, but it's those young millennials Mm. that don't know better. Yeah. And and that's just the only way to put it. They they don't know better. Mm -hmm. But you've got to become aware. You know, it's that old average, think before you speak.
1: Yeah, definitely. I will say that. I, and I don't know, maybe I'm just, maybe God has blessed me to be shield me from it. Or maybe they talking real quiet, but I don't hear a lot of, but you know, you might, you get the looks. I will say that you get the looks. Um, and then when you do get the looks, you can't help but notice like, oh man, I don't know if you've ever done the thing where you look around and see, you know, I'm, I'm probably the biggest one in the room. And then those thoughts, those invasive thoughts <laughs> start to come oh, in. But it's like, yeah, I. Everyone is going to have to come to terms with their current situation now. Should you desire to lose the weight, great. But what about the ones who are unable to lose the weight? What if they're a medical or underlying conditions? Mm-hmm. Please, please, like you're going to have to be able to look in the mirror and say, okay, this is me, and and so what? Like there's this one. It's <laughs> I'm sure you've seen it on TikTok. When, and they cuss so I'm not gonna say it. But it was like you don't like these roles, so what? I know somebody who like it. Somebody likes it. Mm-hmm. Trust and
0: believe. Mm-hmm. That <laughs> is the reason is, I am married, y'all.
1: Plainly, like, period. <laughs> and this goes for men and women. My, like I said, I, I love a big old man. Give me the beer and the bellies. I love them. Women. Somebody likes the rolls. Somebody mm-hmm. likes the dimples. Somebody likes the cellulite. Somebody, somebody, love it. So let let's don't get it twisted. You've got
0: the people that truly like you and appreciate you for who you are. Mm-hmm. But then you also got those people that fetishize. fetishize they,
1: yeah, I don't, I don't even want to.
0: trying to <laughs> navigate that
1: road—that's yeah. Again,
0: that is a whole another can of worms. Yeah. Because that goes right along with weight stigma, with body shaming.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Honestly, is that, you know, I've never done a big girl before. You know what? I am not your first. I am not a ride at Disney.
1: <laughs> she said, I'm not a ride at Disney. And you know what else? <laughs> I, I hear you. So I saw something the other day where um, a lady was like, I'm so sick and tired of people saying, here come the confident ones. Confident, you can use the word confident. And it's like, I understood what she was saying because you get those people that say, oh, you're so confident. Was that supposed to be a compliment? Because it doesn't feel like one. Yeah, but <laughs> why am exactly you so confident? Because I decided to come outside dressed? Why, what, 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 a part, what, what part? What <laughs> part? I don't know. So, I, and it's like, I don't want people to be feel like they have to walk on eggshells to like approach people who are plus size. But I'm just saying use some compassion. If you wouldn't want it said or done to yourself, chances are- Or not- to your mama. Oh, that part, because there's a whole bunch of big mamas out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally. And this is my word, my word of advice. Every
0: younger person, I'm going to just say younger because that clarifies a whole bunch of ages. If you are talking crap about a big woman or a big man, if those are not words that you would say to your mama or your daddy, and you would defend your mama and your daddy from somebody else saying them, then don't let those words come out your mouth.
1: That's good. Mama used to say, if you don't
0: have anything nice to say. Don't say, don't say anything, anything at all. At all. <laughs> My mother said that all of the time. Yes. That was the advice of, during
1: our time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. I heard that a lot. Yes, ma'am. And it's true; it seems a mouth. Too, holds true to this day. A lot of st- everything that you think does not have to be said. And I think if people would just learn how to hush, <laughs> a lot of society's ills could easily be cured. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good. Filter yourself. Yeah.
0: Filter your mouth. You don't have to filter your brain. Think what you want to think.
1: Okay. filter your mouth yeah think about it write it down whatever just you know doesn't have to be said so yeah exactly
0: Yeah, I am gonna kind of circle back because you were you were talking about like restaurants mm-hmm. and so I am slowly you know coming forward with some you know stuff that I've dealt with but I Deal with an eating disorder. Um, I have dealt for years, and I'm finally, you know, learning about it and coming to grips with it and accepting it and trying to readdress my thinking. But I have dealt for years with non-purging bulimia. Mm. And so it's it's really hard for me to go into a restaurant. Like there are certain people I cannot eat in front of, but then I come home and I binge. So when I'm at a restaurant, I always, whether it's true or not, it's been programmed in me that I feel like everybody is watching. Every bite that I put in my mouth. Wow. And unfortunately you do have that happen a lot. And I think that's, Part of what stigmatized it for me is you've got those people that feel like it is their job to police what you eat.
1: Hmm. Hmm. There's so much I want to say about that, but I'm gonna remain, I'm gonna to try to remain saved today. <laughs> um, <laughs> because like when I go out to eat, I, I'm thankful. My best friend, she is she's she's little, she's 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 petite, but she eats. She eats. So when I go out to eat, I'm not thinking about nobody else. You worry about what's on your, on your plate. not worry about what's on mine. But when you talked about the issue that you were, are you currently still experiencing, or was that a past issue?
0: No, I still, uh, I still deal with it. Like we went out January January 31st, actually, on my birthday. Um, went and had dinner. It was just me and my husband, my daughter, a grandbaby, my stepdaughter, and my father-in-law. Surrounded by people that I love, that love me and show me that love. Mm -hmm. And if it were just me, my husband, and my daughter, I don't think it would have been the same experience because I eat in front of them all the time. Mm -hmm. But because my stepdaughter, who doesn't live in my house, was there, my father-in-law who doesn't live in my house was there, I remember I ate like part of the appetizer and I ate French fries. I didn't even eat all my French fries, didn't touch my chicken sandwich. You know, I pushed food around on my plate. It looked like I ate. I took it all home. And then I was able to eat it at home.
1: Cause you felt like you were safe at home. from yep. the eyes. So my question is, and this might help someone else out there who's experiencing a, a similar condition or issue. Is that something that you have considered seeking help, counseling? I have
0: actually already spoken. Like I came, I came forward with all of this to my doctor during my last visit, actually, yeah. um, and he gave me a couple different references cool. for eating disorder specialists, and I am researching and you're know, doing some online therapy stuff. Because I I know that, you know, this is an issue that I need to address. Yeah. And this issue has led to my weight because it's non-purging, you know, I will sit and I will inhale stuff. You know, I may eat only once a day, but I, you know, it becomes a very large amount and I have to really kind of reprogram how I do things, you know, especially now that, I'm not working a nine to five because of uh, my breathing issues. You know, I'm home all day. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, before we got on, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm a little hungry. I don't want this to build. I'm going to eat some, you know, something in the, from the fridge, eat some chicken and rice that we had left over from two other meals. It wasn't a huge amount, it was a little Tupperware bowl full, but it was enough to stave off hunger. Okay. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, I know that I'm not going to overeat at dinner. You know, so I'm trying to change how I look at things, even if it's at home, change how I look at food and what that relationship to food looks like. Okay. But it's really hard when you do have that weight stigma and, you know, people that feel like they have the right to speak on what I eat or how I look. That makes it very difficult for somebody who has a eating disorder,
1: sure, to deal with it. Sure, and even if you don't have one, I'm sure if you're constantly like overloaded with, inundated with people saying that you are something that you don't feel like you're not, eventually it's going to take its toll. But I really want to walk away with your listeners knowing that there is help for these type of issues you do not have to walk through it alone Mm -hmm. and you're you're not alone there are so many people oh my gosh when you told me last time that we are the majority girl I took that and ran with it because I was thinking to myself like if we are the majority then why is it that when we go shopping at a regular place like we get the small corner that says plus size literally just enough to what, the corner where the sign will say plus size. And it's a whole bunch of flower dresses and cat sweaters. And I'm not doing cat sweaters. <laughs> Nothing. I don't want to wear
0: them. You <laughs> know what? A muumuu is great to relax in.
1: At home.
0: At home. I am not trying to wear that to go shopping. Right. Or take a trip to Vegas. Love me some Vegas. But I ain't trying to
1: wear a muumuu. Yeah. I want the cute stuff. I want and we and we deserve it, and there's okay. nothing wrong. That's why, I, like, you really when I when I learned that information really is power, knowledge is power. Cause I was like, man, so now it's like I'm okay with walking up to someone and say, hey, where is the plus size? Where is where can I find a different version of this? And where can I find a different size of that? And when they say, you know, get to hold crap backpedaling, oh, I don't know, I don't know. Well, who can I speak to about it? If you're comfortable enough. all my sassy sisters out there if you're comfortable enough ask to speak to a manager nine times out of ten if they have any common sense if they know that you're in the area you're a constant shopper they will make accommodations they will actually order stuff for you so that way it's in the store or increase the variety they have control over Uh the inventory. we're gonna have to learn how to speak up my women and my men hold on yes I'm not leaving y'all out. Like my sister keeps saying, take up space because guess what? We here. And the reason my friend, one of my friends said, the reason why you don't see the representation as it pertains to clothes and other stuff in stores everywhere, if we are the majority and it's true, right? Then why aren't, isn't that representation indicated in the 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 the, the variety, right? So, and my friend said, it's because they don't think that it's, we're not supposed to be here because the medical, you know, there's a certain I don't know range or whatever where you know you go from this size is healthy, this size is not healthy, and now you're obese and now you're morbidly obese. You got one foot in the ground, right? You know so what BMI
0: like, is bullshit. I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> it's called
1: the BMI? BMI
0: it's yes. the body mass index. Yes. Complete bullshit. Yes. It was created by insurance adjusters, mm-hmm. white cis European males. I love it. That created it. The and the, the only people. reason that BMI still exists is because you get more money from the insurance company. Mm. It has absolutely nothing to do with your health. It's absolutely
1: nothing. Because there are some plus size people that are healthy. So point blank period. Just so because
0: that does not mean you are lazy. Does not mean that you lay around eating bonbons all day, doing absolutely nothing at all. <laughs> it doesn't mean any of that. Mm -hmm. i have seen plus size women um i've had one one girl was on my show last season larnie Mulvey. girl is a power lifter mm. like strongman competitions power lifter i ain't trying to lift that much (laughs) but it happens yeah just because you you're in a bigger body
1: does not mean you can't do these things and guess what? We still need clothes. <laughs> While the insurance industry and the doctors or whoever else that, you know, is dedicated to the BMI and, and its contributing factors, we still need to be clothed. We still need shoes. We, st- we still, we're here. So even if your whole thing is lose weight, well, until we do that, we'd still like to look representable in public. Please and thank you. <laughs> yes, yes. So, yes. Yeah, if you are, you know, facing that situation, open your mouth, ask to speak to a member of management, and sometimes they can be, you know, agreeable. And if not, keep going. I mean, that manager has a boss, and nobody—I mm-hmm. I hate to be this person. <laughs> they don't be, a a be a Karen. Be a Karen. us do it. Be a Karen. No company wants to look bad on social media. I'm just going to put that out there. So if that you feel like you're not so getting true. the results that are necessary for you to feel okay in your own skin without having to rock a cat sweater this season, make some noise. Start a riot. I'm, yes. <laughs> start a riot. It you Look. know
0: what? And that is the thought we are going to end this with. I want y'all to start that riot. Start making noise. Start demanding. That representation. You know, one area that we did discuss was the bigger men. So if you are a bigger male and you are listening or watching, I want to know what you're dealing with too. Let's start a riot there.
1: Yes. Let's do do this.
0: (laughs) Andrea, thank you so much for coming back, for being a part of this. You know I love you. I love you. You guys, I will see you next week. Bye everybody.